Well, hello, ladies and gents. Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com, and today I have special guest Ralph Dunnyhigh on the line. Ralph is a natural ketogenic bodybuilder, and he reached out to me on Instagram. We hit it off. I'm always like super excited whenever I get the opportunity to talk to someone that is a bodybuilder, but a natural bodybuilder at that. And you put the fact that they're a ketogenic natural bodybuilder in there, it's like boom, match made in heaven. So super excited to talk to this guy. He is killing it. He's killing it with the sport. He is a pro natural bodybuilder, and he's also started his own ketogenic meal prep business uh, in New York where he's located. So super cool guy, just an awesome attitude, awesome positive attitude, and that's what we need right now in this world, more positivity. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation with Ralph. Ralph, we are live. How are you, brother? I'm excellent. Yourself? I'm doing good, man. All things considering, I cannot complain. Cannot complain. Oh, so that's great. So you are I'm, a natural bodybuilder, and you've been keto, man. So I kind of want to just dive into that. You hit me up on Instagram a while back. I started stalking you on Instagram. You're eating keto. You're you're competing. You look like freaking jacked on stage. Like I, I anytime I can talk to a natural ketogenic bodybuilder, I just seize the opportunity. So I'm glad to have you on today, man. Awesome. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I, you know, I watch you all the time. Like I said, I don't know anybody else personally from, from everything I look at. That's an actual competitive bodybuilder that is like 100 percent on fire for keto like you. So, you know, I, you know, I feel like you're in a class all by yourself. Man, and, and uh, you know, it's just great to see. I appreciate that, man. That that either means I'm on to something super super solid and i'm on the cutting edge or i don't have a clue what i'm doing and i'm doing things the exact opposite of how they should be one or the other is true <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the former though i feel pretty good doing it that way so i don't think i'm gonna go back to traditional bro dieting by any means <laughs> right right exactly right right i think you're ahead of the curve good, i mean good. all the research you know i really like uh i don't know if you follow uh mano henselman you see bayesian bodybuilding yeah um well, well, he, he he has like a whole article where he talks about uh, that there is no real need for carbs when it comes to the sport of bodybuilding, mm -hmm. you know. And mind you, most of his clients that he trains, he doesn't do so in a ketogenic fashion. So, I mean, that just speaks volumes, you know. Yeah. What 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 gets you in the sport of bodybuilding in the first place, man? Like, I think bodybuilding itself, like not even talking about nutrition, but just bodybuilding as a sport alone is kind of like this weird, like, cult sport that not many people know about especially natural bodybuilding a hundred percent you know and it's so funny because uh, i i kind of knew nothing about bodybuilding and um everyone in my family i come from like a big bone family so so i've always struggled with my weight mm -hmm. and i've just always been looking for different variations different things that i can do to, to kind of stay in shape so i've been on every diet you can name i've been vegan you know, I did the the uh, no carb, slow carb. You know, I, I did I did the raw food diet for a little while, and um, I'm also a New York City subway conductor, right? So while I'm at work, these guys see me doing all types of strange things, like you know, I'm eating beans out of cans and tuna fish out of cans, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and and one day there's a, there was a guy and he's like a uh, he's a, he's a really big big guy he's more into powerlifting does competitions and things and and he said to me ralph i see you consistently doing all these these diets and you know 
doing jump ropes on the platform and all these this calisthenics type work. Um, and you, you only open and close the doors on the trains every day. Like, what are you doing with that? You know, and and, uh, and it hit me. And I thought about the fact that I always wanted to get in the best shape of my life. And um, that's something that I can be pulled towards rather than trudging uphill. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I I I found the bodybuilding competition, and <laughs> and I and I signed up for it. Mind you, I knew nothing about bodybuilding at all. W- so when was this? For, this was in two thousand four. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I found a bodybuilding competition, um, and what what happened was I signed up for physique, not really understanding that you know there's a size difference. So here I am working out and training for this, this competition. And when I got there, I saw everyone else around and realized like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, I was, I was way too fat for the competition and I was, I was way too fat for bodybuilding. But at that, I was in a physique classic, not even classic. I was in the physique competition, which was for like the really, you know, slim, slim fit guys. So, so you looked a little out of was, place on stage then. <laughs> I actually didn't even stay for the trophy. Oh, it, really? It was that bad. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. So, like, um, you, you walked off stage, like, feeling defeated, or, like, what, what made you want to keep going with it? So, so you know, w- once I saw it, and I had already broken the ice, I'd already stepped out there and did it. And even though I, you know, was out there for one round, and, and uh, I actually had my wife in the car, um, it, it made me keep going. I, I always tell people it was like getting in the water first, and then learning how to swim. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after that, I, you know, I just really started to learn um, about like the macros, and I hired online coaches, and and uh, the next competition, I think I came in like third, and then second, and then. Um, um, and then, you know, eventually actually about two years ago, um, I won my pro card and like, I swept that competition, you know, and, uh, and I felt great. And I'm, you know, I did that at 40, mm-hmm. you know, regular competition, you know, you know, I was, you know, so not the masters. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's just definitely a passion. It's a love. It's the idea that the body is malleable and you can make it truly make it what, what you want it to be. Hundred percent, man, and it's cool because like you're you're getting your pro card at forty years old. I mean, you're only getting better from there. Like that's that's the beauty of bodybuilding compared to other sports. Like most other sports, you know, generally speaking, once you once you kind of cross that threshold of age, it's like you're only going downhill. Whereas with bodybuilding, you just continually get better, really, especially natural <laughs> bodybuilding. That's exactly right. Right, aged muscle even I feel like it has a different, drier, harder look. Mm-hmm. So totally. Totally. Yeah. So what, I mean, when you were doing like all this calisthenics and stuff as a subway conductor, I mean, were you doing a bunch of training at a gym too? Or like, were you doing all this just with calisthenics? Um, most of the time I was doing calisthenics. I was watching videos like Tybo and um, P90X, and, you know, and I was just doing a bunch of different fitness type, type workouts. I did have a little bit of background in the gym. But that was like for my college days. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but funny enough, the first time I actually got in really good shape was um, in my 11th year of high school. Because my 10th year, I'll never forget stepping on, on the uh, the scale 
and my gym teacher made a sound and like whoa and you know all the kids started laughing you know i was embarrassed (laughs) (laughs) so that that next year i actually um i started working with a guy was doing landscaping um and this guy was really big into martial arts so he had me doing push-ups all types of variations and things and that next year by the 11th grade everyone wanted me to start on their uh their teams like football wrestling all those things funny enough I'm not built for any of those. So every time I, I, I would try, I would get injured. Uh, and, you know, so I so that that took a back seat. Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, I, I did find my way to the gym in college and um, I did get in really good shape. And I, and I noticed that I guess you could say I had uh, genetic potential. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, just looking at your Instagram, you got like some good, solid, dense muscle. Like you don't see a lot of people gaining that if they don't have like pretty solid gym access. So I think that you built a lot of that with just you know, the basics like calisthenics, body weight, training resistance and whatnot. That's pretty impressive, man. Awesome. I appreciate that. So what about nutrition? What, what, what did you start with? I'm sure you probably started that with just the, you know, something you saw at a centerfold of a flex magazine in a grocery store when it came to nutrition <laughs> and they kind of evolved from there. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So I started out with the whole high carb, low fat approach. Um, I mean, I just like, my my uh, second competition even like i killed the cardio you know i was going really really hard it's like uh six days a week um and um and 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 i would get the results i know i lost a lot of muscle um between that first and second competition um but um what i what i would realize was after the competition which everybody builder knows the competition be on saturday literally by monday I would be up 20 pounds mm-hmm. and by the next week it just it literally would look like i never competed a day in my life yeah so so you know so i did that yo-yoing for a while um and one pivotal moment for me was actually learning that my father had parkinson's disease um and and when i looked at that i just just thought about what are some ways that I could kind of uh, change this bodybuilding lifestyle uh, in a healthier way that might give me some some added benefits? And I heard that the ketogenic diet is great for the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I also thought about what if there was a way I could maintain this physique or not balloon so much out of place that I would have to work so much harder to get back in shape. Um, and so I tried it for a competition, um, and I did really well. I came in, I think third place for the competition. Um, and, and, uh, after that for a little while, I kind of went off and on keto, off and on keto, but I would say for the last two and a half years, three years, um, I've been a hundred percent keto. So, and you still been putting on muscle and looking better and better with each year. With each year. Insane. I still have, still have pumps. Um, you know, I still have the same amount of energy in the gym. In fact, sometimes I feel like I have more energy and, and, um, I've, I've actually been training, training fasted, uh, lately. And I mean, I feel great. It's the fountain of youth, man. I'm telling you, it's the fountain of youth. So let's, let's kind of peel the curtain back and dive into like the nuts and bolts of how you structure your nutrition and your trainings. Like what's, what's a typical day of eating, for instance, look like for you? So for me right now, um, uh, because I'm not in, in, uh, physique training basically what it looks like is it's, it's very similar to carnivore 
So I'll, I'll eat a lot of grass-fed beef, mm-hmm. um, liver, um, whole eggs, sardines, and um, and then I'll throw in, maybe I'll throw in some macadamia nuts, <laughs> some MCT oil, some coconut oil um, at the end of the day. You try to do like a fat load at the end of the day, you sleep better or something? Definitely. Definitely feel better when I do that. Like when I, and the other thing is just like, I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to get my protein, um, to a certain point. And I, and I know they dispelled the myth of the whole one gram per pound of protein. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, but I, I, I've just been reading some things about, you know, how you get older and your body doesn't have the ability to, uh, to utilize protein as well. So Mm -hmm. I try to stay, stay on the higher end so so like one of my first goals in the in the day and usually oh granted usually i'm, I'm fasted till about till around this time about 2 p.m um so i have one big bolus of protein um and then i might have another small smaller bolus of protein later on plus you know my nuts and some fats and what what time do you typically train i typically train in the morning time it's like about five five a.m so you'll train fasted and then pretty much fast post training until early afternoon hours. Exactly right. Nice, nice. How, how many grams of protein are you getting in a day t- currently? Like, what are you striving for? I, 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 well, I'm about I'm about 185 right now, so I try to get in somewhere around between 150 and 200. Nice. I feel like, like you said, you know, when you get a little older, having a little bit more of the higher spectrum on the protein window makes a lot of sense. Um, you can certainly go lower i think especially if your calories are low that kind of just winds up having that your protein is going to probably dip as well and not really have any right. adverse effects if you're fat adapted but i think generally speaking especially in an off season there's not going to be any you know downside to eating more protein so you might as well take benefit of it you know sure absolutely i feel like um one, a, another thing for me is that uh uh you know my ketones don't seem to register too high <laughs> so 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 no matter how high i place my fat um it's like i think the highest that i might see it would be like let's say a 0.8 somewhere mm-hmm. around there um and so you know being that it, it, the 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 evidence isn't there i just kind of just like you know i i just eat the fat because i love it yeah yeah, I wouldn't worry about that at all, man. I've noticed mine, my ketones are typically around 0.8 as well. You know, I feel like, especially if you're in a, a building phase and you're taking in, you know, a surplus of calories and your protein's elevated, then you're just going to yeah. have lower ketones by default. But, I mean, as you said, you're feeling better, you've got energy, you're training better. I mean, you're obviously doing something right. So you're not eating a bunch of carbohydrates. The energy is, is obviously coming from fat and ketones. So you're still totally fat adapted, even if your ketones aren't registering 3 millimolar, you know? Right awesome i feel like a lot of people make that mistake they they you know are keto for a while they get more efficient at using ketones shuttling them into the cells so they're not there floating around in the bloodstream to be tested and they start freaking out thinking that something's going wrong because they're not registering those high ketone numbers but at the end of the day they feel better they're performing better and it's honestly just a an indicator of better and deeper adaptation so i wouldn't worry about that in the slightest that's awesome what about uh blood glucose you test that at all I do test that. I do test that. Um, and I noticed that it's it's a little bit high in the morning. Like it'll be like like in the uh, like around the eighties, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Um, um, but you know, like you know, I I feel fine. So yeah, waking up a little higher glucose is totally normal as well. Especially like during your training. Like my blood glucose. Like I got a CGM in right now, and if I train, 
I'll notice that my glucose rises like to 120, 125 in intra wow. workout. But then as soon as the workout's over with, it drops down to like the normal 70 range, which again is, is also pretty normal. I mean, when you're, when you're exercising, you're mobilizing any stored glycogen you have, your glucose is going to be, you know, floating around the bloodstream. So that's, that's typical to see a higher number while you're training, but then afterwards you'll see it dip back down to normal levels. Got it. Got it. Awesome. I haven't tried that yet. I, I'm looking forward to, to doing that. Just because, do you notice that, that certain things uh, spike your blood sugar that you wouldn't typically imagine would? Yeah, I mean, if, if I don't sleep very well, if I'm stressed out, that, that definitely responds in a pretty pretty noticeable increase. Um, as far as just like the food that I eat, I mean, I'm pretty much eating, you know, keto bricks and meat so my my blood glucose is not really affected by the foods i consume but it definitely spikes right. if i'm stressed if i have lack of sleep mm. or if i'm training mm. if i'm training or running that's definitely going to cause a spike got it but it's, it's awesome it's interesting man you start diving into the nuts and bolts and just really digging deeper and it's pretty cool how all the little nuanced things have a profound impact on you know your blood levels your energy levels um all of it. So what what about supplementation? Are you taking any kind of supplements or are you pretty much just doing it straight through food? Certainly, um, I take a lot of supplements. I take a lot of supplements. Um, you know, primarily things like, I mean, things like fish oil, uh, creatine, vitamin D. Um, occasionally, I, I will take some glutamine. Um, you know, I know it can't hurt anything. Um, Alpha GPC, citrulline beta alanine from time to time um uh, it's funny because I, I haven't been loading up on my supplements like i'm used to mm -hmm. because i don't have the gym so i'm not yeah. going to get the same degree of uh of like pump that i'm looking for you know that that, that same like drive to, to, to i can't move heavy weights right now mm -hmm. so 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 i've kind of just been going with like black coffee you yeah. know, maybe a little bit of salt. Hey, man, I mean, shoot, like everything that you list enough there is pretty basic supplementation-wise. I mean, nothing nothing too crazy by any means. That's pretty much the same stuff I'm taking, alpha GPC, um, you know, creatine, vitamin D, fish oil. I mean, it's pretty good stuff, pretty basic stuff. Um, <laughs> awesome. the, the, the supplement list for, for natural bodybuilders is typically much shorter than, than other bodybuilders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. What drew you to, to natural bodybuilding specifically, man? I feel like, you know, bodybuilding itself is, is a unique sport, but like most people, when they associate with bodybuilding, they're they're not really they don't even know natural bodybuilding exists. They just kind of go like the NPC route and the IFBB route, and it just kind of becomes the the road they travel. But what what gets you involved with natural bodybuilding? Funny enough, I was fortunate not to know anything about bodybuilding before I jumped in. Like, I mean, like I knew nothing. I didn't know like somebody would say Ronnie Coleman and it didn't even register to me. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until after I got into bodybuilding and I would be in the gym and and I would tell someone that I'm a bodybuilder and then they would look at me and say, no, you're supposed to be 250 pounds, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like five foot six. You know, they would say, you know, that, you know, that they would tell me that I'm not a real bodybuilder. And that's kind of like I learned from from the opposite end. And then I started to learn about this whole world. And then people would approach me. And then actually I had coaches that would say to me, well, listen, you know, you could do one small, if you did one small cycle, you know, the results would be phenomenal for you, mm -hmm. you know? And, and, and then I, I, 
I slowly learned about this whole world that exists all around me. Like it's in all my gyms, it's everywhere. And, um, and so I just never even had an interest in that because my goal was never just to be um, jacked. I mean, my goal is still to be jacked. My goal is to see, how, you know, I want to have legs like yours. You know, <laughs> and see how big I can get. Uh, but really, I, you know, I wanted to do it in the most natural way possible. And then the other thing um, is that when I look at people that have youth performance enhancers and, you know, I'm not against them. Like I'm, I, I'm still feel like a baby to the sport. Um, what I notice is that the, the lifespan, that the lifespan of the, uh, of the, the competition just isn't as, as good. When they stop, you notice a difference right away. Like not even within two or three years, like within mm-hmm. six months, that person's no longer competing that person no longer looks the same. Um, and that's that's just not my goal. My goal is to see how long can I stay jacked. Yeah, totally, so. man. I feel like, you know, for me personally, the whole goal for bodybuilding and getting into the sport of, you know, resistance training and going to the gym in the first place, it was all founded on the underlying desire to be healthier. And I felt right. like if I was to, to, you know, start using and abusing a bunch of performance enhancing drugs, I'm just kind of defeating the purpose of being healthy, which is what I got into it for in the first place anyways. So I didn't really right. sit right with that. But, you know, I'm I'm drawn, like me personally, I'm drawn to things that take years to see the fruits of my labor. Like I like doing mm. things that most people look at and be like, that's just totally not worth my time because it would be 30 years before I could see a difference. And natural bodybuilding is like not a fast process. Like if you put on three pounds of muscle in a year, you're doing something right, you know? Absolutely. And I like that. Like I, most people hate that. They're like, oh, if I don't put on 20 pounds of muscle in a year, then I'm doing something wrong. No, no, no. If you put on three pounds of quality muscle and you're like compounding that year after year after year and you're looking better and you're getting healthier, your joints are improving, everything's just improving, then I mean, there's no telling what you can be doing and looking like in the next 10, 20, 30 years. And that is what exactly. excites me. Right. Exactly. Uh, Menno Henselman, he says that he can't, he can't put on weight at all. Mm-hmm. You know, so he does these massive bulks and then he does all these cuts. And by the end of the year, he may have put on one pound or so. But yeah. what he did say is that the quality of his muscle has changed drastically you know, over this time. So it's still worth it. Mm -hmm, Totally, man. And I feel like that, like, it's weird, you know, (laughs) you said that you call yourself a bodybuilder and people look at you like, oh, no, you're not a bodybuilder. I feel the same way, man. Like, I'll be just walking around, like, with, you know, long sleeve shirt on. People would have no idea that I compete (laughs) in bodybuilding. They would, I mean, I don't look like a bodybuilder at first glance. Like, you don't really look like a body. If you're a natural bodybuilder, you don't look yeah. like a bodybuilder until right. you are like standing on sh- stage, shredded, and people can actually yes. see what's going on. But like in clothes, you look like a normal person. Exactly. And that's exactly. not a bad and that's thing. That's awesome. Right. 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 I mean, it's it's like being Clark Kent and Superman. Yeah. Exactly, man. <laughs> exactly. I feel like you know. Again, nothing against the people that that choose to go that route of using steroids. Like if that's their life, I've, I've talked about this on jillions of podcasts. But like if that's their livelihood, that's what they're doing to support their family. You know, who am I to judge? More power to them. But right. there's something that definitely appeals to me about doing and being the best you can become 
in a natural fashion and just real because when you're doing it everything naturally like you really have to get your nutrition dialed in you really have to yes. get your supplementation dialed in you really have to get your sleep dialed in there's no cutting corners because if you cut corners in your natural it shows whereas if you Lately. I mean it's hard work if you're taking steroids too but like you can you can go binge on a bunch of pizza and take a bunch of trend and, and it kind of like it becomes a wash you know like you can't really Certainly. get away with that natural bodybuilding exactly right like i i can't think of the the guy's name who who does the uh olympia i think he's the for the classic physique but i think he he injured his 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 what was it i think he injured his chest muscle um and so everyone said that he couldn't compete and like literally within the same year he was able to come back and compete again for mr olympia <laughs> you yeah. know uh and you know and i just know that that you know it couldn't happen in the natural world so it's, it's just uh-oh. an ice bath it's probably the ice bath that did it for him <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is the other thing is um i, I feel like when, when we talk about natural bodybuilding like I, I i gravitate towards science i even listen to uh uh thomas delawa I'm, I'm a big thomas delawa fan as well mm-hmm. um I, I, that when you're a natural bodybuilder you're kind of on the cutting edge of pushing the human potential from the inside out as, as opposed to the outside in. So I'm still curious, like in my mind, uh, I'm still curious as to like, like, so for instance, there's certain bodybuilders out there that are really, really big, larger than life. And they claim to be uh, natural. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, so, so for me, what I do is, you know, a lot of people will like write big blog posts about these guys, you know, how, you know, there's no way that they're natural, look at their shoulders and things like that. But what I try to do is I try to use that as motivation and say, well, you know what? It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. And, you know, and, you know, and, and, and to me, I don't, I think, I think we're, we're still brand new. So like the art of building muscle and, and who knows, you know, you know, where we can go in the next 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, man, because like when you like say you're you start bodybuilding, like I'll just use me as an example. So I'm 29 years old right now. I started lifting uh, when I was a junior in high school and I've been keto the last six years. So let's just say I'm, you know, 50 years old. And I'm still doing the exact same thing I'm doing, which I think I would totally be able to do. Like, I think I'll still be lifting heavy, doing heavy squats, heavy deads and everything at 50 uh, because I'm laying that groundwork. But if I do that and I continually put on, you know, two or three pounds of muscle, even one pound of muscle each year, you know, just very, very gradually just chipping away, chipping away. By the time I'm 50 and I'm looking like a million bucks, people are going to be like, oh, man, he's on steroids. There's no way you can look like that. Like, (laughs) you're going to get that end of the spectrum for sure. But, you know, I know deep down in my heart of hearts what I've done, what I've not done. And I'm okay with that. And if people are going to judge me, like, I don't care. Like, it is what it is. But I feel like, you know, when you go that route, you know, and if you're preaching the same message from day one, and if you, like, actually put in the work and rewind the clock and look at the progression year after year after year after year, and there's not, like, this crazy night and day difference, then you can know it's hey, that's pretty natural. But, like, if you go back and, hey, at year six, he put on 30 pounds of muscle overnight, you know, something's <laughs> not right there. Exactly. But I don't know. I, I'm going to go on a rant with this because this is, like, subject to passion of mine. And, again, I just want to, like, keep, you know, reemphasizing the point that I don't care – 
people are, you know, going that route. I think you just got to be honest with it, you know, with anything in life. You just got to be who you are and own who you are and be honest right. with who you are. That way you're not leading people astray. Exactly. What about you, man? What's what's the next competition lined up? Any other? I know the the competition schedule for twenty twenty kind of got rocked and rolled, but what uh, what do you got in the pipeline? Well, you know, I'm definitely looking at. Uh, I, I like to normally I end up competing like around April or May, mm-hmm. so so I don't see anything in the spectrum as of yet, but I'm waiting, and as soon as I see anything, I'm jumping on it. I'm jumping on it. Um, you know, it's funny. My my wife is is pushing me. She's telling me, you know, listen, you need to do another competition. Um, you know, I, you know, I also have a uh, a meal prep business, and uh, there's a lot of people that that kind of look to me in that way. So so you know, my she she's pushing me, telling me, listen, it's time. You know, uh, you got to do another uh, bodybuilding competition, document it so people can see, and and just to see what's possible. You know, and that, that's a lot of what I like to to uh, show people, particularly people my age. Um, there's a lot of people I notice that people around my age start to encounter all types of like uh, metabolic disorders, blood sugar issues, things mm-hmm. of that nature. Um, and so, like, I kind of want to help steer people um, to let them know that you can still enjoy food. You know, you can still really have a a, um, a, a, a love for food because I, ha- I do. I have a love for food. Um, and, and uh, you know, there's a lot of foods that I see that you, you know, I love the fact that you're, you're a hunter um, and that you kill a lot of food. And that food just looks delicious. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes as good as it looks, so, man. <laughs> so, so, you know, so, so, so really, um, I would like to do a competition for me, kind of get back on the horse, but, but also for uh, those around me. That's that's the cool thing about it, man. Like when you when you document the journey, like if you like bodybuilding's a lonely sport, you know. So if you're not doing anything to like stay connected to other humans, it would be very easy to just like get depressed, kind of like go into this dark space and it be a negative thing. But like if you're constantly putting yourself out there documenting, which is incredibly easy nowadays with social media. I mean, everybody is supporting you, holding you accountable. And you don't want to let them down. And then you can, you know, like if your brand and business is in line with that, like you said, you got a meal prep business, like it only benefits the whole. So it's just a, a pretty cool relationship with everything. Right. A hundred percent. What uh, is it like a local meal prep or you ship, you know, that's it. That's it. It's a local meal prep um, it's called Keto by Ralph. Um, and so, so far. I haven't been able to figure out the shipping because it gets really just, it gets expensive. Mm-hmm. Actually, there was a store in, in San Diego um, and uh, I was setting things up with them. And, you know, I said I was going to start shipping meals out so that they could sell meals from their stores. And then I looked up the shipping prices of just food. I'm, I'm sure you've probably seen it, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got this keto bricks. And I mean, it just, it just got astronomical. I said, I can't even see it. I can't even, you know, I, I can't see it right now. Um, but who knows what the future holds? Yeah, ship shipping is a whole another beast, man. Like I, that, that's that's one thing that a lot of people I think in going into business initially don't really think about. Like they don't really they just kind of put them on the back burner and say, "Oh, I'll just figure that out as it comes." But man, if you don't if you don't price things right, if you don't do it right from the get go, like shipping can eat your lunch. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. What what's the name of the business you said? Keto Keto by Ralph. Yep, Keto by Ralph. Very cool, man. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. It's, it's it's my baby. 
Well, yeah, man. Business, like, you build it from the ground up and you, you put your heart and soul into it. Like, it is your baby, man. You got to, like, just live and breathe it and be proud of that thing. Yes. When right. did you start it? I started last year. I actually incorporated in February of this year. Nice. Um, and, uh, uh, um, and, it, and it came about just because most people are not familiar. I didn't realize that most people are just totally unfamiliar with macros. So mm-hmm. here I am talking to everyone about the keto diet, the keto diet, how keto was good. And then they they ask me, like, Ralph, what is the keto diet? And so I, I tell them, well, you know, a typical diet could be somewhere between like 70 and 80% fat, 20% carbs, 20% protein, 5% carbs or so. And then they would ask, well, what's the protein? Yeah. What's the carb? And, and then eventually, you know, I, I got a lot of questions. People said, well, like, could you just like, could you cook for me? <laughs> so, and so I love to cook anyway. Like I'm always in the kitchen, um, family events and things of that nature. So, so uh, I said, sure. I said, well, how much, you know, would it be worth to you? And I started cooking and, and you know, I just built up clientele from there. That's awesome, man. It's, it is kind of crazy. Like, you know, if you're, you're a bodybuilder, you obviously know macros, you know, proteins, carbs, fats, calories, all that stuff. Like that's just, it's like in your vocabulary, like ingrained in you. But you start talking to people that are not in that space whatsoever and you start trying to offer them a food product. It's like, it, it, it it's humbling because you have to rethink your whole, you know, marketing strategy. Like if, like how are you going to be able to sell them a ketogenic meal if they don't even know what a macro is? You know, it's, it's a, right. you got to really exactly do some right. groundwork, you know? Right. That's right. Especially right. like I think how do, older how do they generations. Know the value, the value of which of which you're giving them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like <laughs> older generations, uh, like they. I mean, I don't want to like generalize here by any means, but like my granny, for instance, like I went over to her house, spent some time with her, and uh, she's like, "You want something to eat?" I'm like, "No, I can't have any carbs. What else you got?" She's like, "Oh, I got some bread here. That'd be good for you." It's like, <laughs> well, wait a minute here. That that is carbs, <laughs> but it's like. It's like a whole nother lingo. You got to kind of, you know, break it down and, and teach them, you know? Right. <laughs> that's cool, though, man. Just meal meal prep meals, I think that's I think there's a big, you know, possibility there because I feel like people, we're, we live in an on-demand society. People, wanna, people want what they want, they want it then. So, like, if they can just go reach in their fridge and pull out something that's already ready to go, then they're all the better for it and you got a business. Right. Exactly right. Exactly. One hair washes the other. You know, and I, and I like the fact that I'm able to use it to educate people because I I did notice that. So a lot of it got lost in translation. Mm-hmm. So so I would ex- like, for instance, if I explained that I'm only cooking with coconut oil or extra virgin olive oil or maybe like grass fed butter or ghee, things of that nature that um, they wouldn't understand why. They would yeah. say like, you know, why why aren't you just using canola or, <laughs> you yeah. know, things of that nature, you know? So, so I'm able to use the food as a, as a, a learning tool. I love it, man. Is that, does that uh, business have like a social media account as well? Um, so I have a, a website, um, which, um, I'm actually working on, on getting it up. It should probably be up back up again in the next couple of hours. Um, nice. but I do have a Facebook page, Keto by Ralph. Very cool. Well, and that's based out of New York, you said? Yep, based out of New York. Awesome, man. Well, I'll link out to that. So if anybody's in the New York area and needs some some quality keto food, they can hit you up. And and what is your personal Instagram? Um, It's creative. That's capital K, 
R E the number eight T I F. Awesome, man. Well, I'll certainly link out to that as well. And just keep killing it, brother. Like it's like I said, it's 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 just super inspiring and, and fun for me to interact with other people that are bodybuilding naturally that are leveraging a ketogenic diet. Like that's that's what I'm passionate about. That's totally changed my life. So I'm doing everything I can to shout that from the rooftops and educate others and empower others to do the same. So like anytime I get to talk with somebody like yourself that's doing it, I mean, hats off to you, brother. Awesome. I appreciate that, Robert. Likewise, Ralph. Keep in touch, man, and tell me when that show is, and I'll I'll make sure to cheer you on, brother. Absolutely. Let's go. See you, man. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you soon.